Jesus says, when you bring up, look, Lord, I did all this. I did all this. And Jesus still says, I didn't know you because you're not doing it for him. You're doing it for your own self pride. I felt good. Look, I'm virtuous. I'm bringing healing. I, I care about humanity. Do you though? Or is it about making yourself feel better? Welcome back to another episode of PPK. Back at it again, boys. What's going on? Another one. <laughs> it is another one, another one, another one. Man, we had a great episode last week when we were essentially talking about the final battle and have gotten some really good um, you know, so feedback so far. So we appreciate, again, all you listeners out there. And so those of you who may be joining us new, welcome to the show. And so we normally kick this off with inspiration meeks what's the inspiration for this show yeah so last week we really started out with the sister lucia quote on this whole final battle and i thought that a way to kind of segue into this episode and kind of move forward as we try to stay with relevant topics and we want to give people we want to arm people with um, the right information to move forward and we you know last week we really or last few weeks we've been working on exposing evils and really trying to um attack those and see those are because you know this is like Kenny was saying last week this is the devil's playground and he's gonna hide things that we're not gonna see and there's a lot of subtle issues that we're not paying attention to and so now moving forward we want to say okay well, what do we do now you know where's where does this battle take us um what are we supposed to do with this information that we now know or you know how do we fight this and you know the second part of that quote that we um brought up last week was don't be afraid because anyone who operates for the sanctity of marriage and the family will always be contended and opposed in every way because this is a decisive issue however our lady has already crushed its head i think that's so important because it's so easy to be in despair or like dude is the world ending what's going on right now instead of mm-hmm. seeing this as you know what maybe this is a necessary issue that we're coming across maybe this is a ne- necessary battle and we're going to bring up a lot of other stuff that different people say about you know making the church stronger and maybe smaller and a lot of people are being exposed for what they are and, and Satan's being exposed in a lot of different ways. And for us, I think it's to just stay the course. You already said our lady's already won. Jesus already won. He's already died for our sins. He's already, you know, heaven's there. Eternity's already there. We have the chance for it. We just got to continue on our course and keep worrying about us because these people are going to fall on themselves, everyone around us, and they're going to keep hating us. And it doesn't matter because all we have to do is answer for ourselves in front of God at the end of the day. It's not going to be about anyone else but us. And so it's important for us to not follow into Chaz and just and stay into our our own <laughs> our own cities. Don't fall into those traps and um and keep moving forward. Uh for me it's uh what came to mind. A few people have talked to me about like, do you think the world's ending? Like, you know, and, and you can base us off of scripture you can base it off of like the final battle you can base it off the pandemic whatever people will love talking about like is this do you think the world's gonna end and the thing that always comes down to me is that right now this is such you think about like the, the history of our church this is such a time for saints to be made and the the unique thing about the catholic church um that separates us from pretty much any other christian denomination is that the idea of redemptive suffering like they're this is why we keep Jesus on the cross. Like there's, <laughs> there's power in the cross. There's power in suffering, and it can actually save other souls. And we're praying for the souls that 
um, are awaiting heaven and purgatory. You know, there's so much that goes to the power of redemptive suffering. So we think about all the suffering that's going on. We've talked about like um, children being trafficked. We talked about kids that grow up without a father. We talked about abuse. Um, we talked about um, the evil of Marxism. We talked about like a virus that's happening right now. Like, is the world ending? And it's like, well, what a time to purge out sin and make saints mm-hmm. and for God to show his true glory. Is that going to be easy? No. Are we going to lose some followers? Um, is the church going to lose some followers? Probably. Just like when Jesus spoke more and more truth, people walked away. But like Meeks was saying last week, he didn't say, oh, oh my bad. No, no, no. This is what I was saying. I know that was a little too harsh. Let me soften it up. But he said, no, do you guys want to leave too? And I think that's something we can really take moving forward is like, don't lose that faith. Don't lose the courage because the truth will always win. The truth is what sets us free, right? Mm-hmm. And there's there's really power in that and it, i think it's something you know what did jesus do did he cower no he didn't care if you left because he knew what was true he knew what was ultimately good for us so um just kind of like moving forward what can we take now we know this is a spiritual battle we know this is um so deep and and satanic and just sin is everywhere and we have you know people in whether in the church or um, the faithful or in secular culture that are leading a lot of people astray how can we fight this battle too while still maintaining that peace not letting it trouble us like what what sister lucia uh, talks about in this quote you know like don't be troubled because mary already already crushed the head of satan mm-hmm. yeah i mean as as christians we know that christ already is victorious he won the battle um, doesn't make our job any easier, but we already know that this is just a war we have to we have to survive, right? Like Saint Paul says, right? I've I've competed well, I've I've uh, finished the race, I've kept the faith, mm-hmm. and those are the things that we have to remind ourselves of because it's so easy to do right now, or what's so easy to do right now is be completely overwhelmed and engulfed in the tsunami of the politics, of the craziness, of the fear that's out there. It's just oh, it doesn't. I mean turn on any social media platform for five minutes and then you find yourself discouraged in despair um worried about your livelihood maybe worried about your your life worried about your family whatever it may be and we have to you know be mindful of that again it's easier said than done but that's i think part of what we're trying to say is stay in the course you know as we you know talk about about that during this episode um remain encouraged and hopeful but do your part Right, because there is a part about us going into a much more smaller, faithful church. As we'll, we'll talk about that, as far as the quotes are concerned. But one of the things I wanted to bring up, one of the quotes we were, you know, we we're as we were preparing for this episode, we were talking about different um, quotes, whether it be scripture, whether it be you know uh, people like Pope Emeritus Benedict as Father Joseph Ratzinger. But one of the things that came to mind, Kelly, when you were talking, was this. Um, Jesus, one of the reflections I've been having, especially during the Lenten season, is when Jesus was before Pilate. And and Pilate, Pilate was like saying, do you not know I have the power to crucify you or not? And, you know, you're talking about what would Jesus do? Jesus was like, you have no power except that which has been given over to you. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you has the greater sin. And I think for all of the faithful out there, right, who aren't completely engulfed in drinking the Kool-Aid and aren't, you know, cowering or pandering and trying to find your footing in all of this because it is difficult. I think there's some well-intentioned people with good hearts that want to want to try to do the right thing, but it's so hard to figure out what that right thing is. 
is just remember who's actually in charge, right? Just like our Lord said to Pilate, it's like, no, you know, the authority, you know, quit making the politics or this movement, your ideology, your, your God, right? I think that's the part that's a little bit of a struggle right now is just people are so consumed with it. Again, we fight injustices always. That's what we do as Christians. We've been fighting injustice from the beginning. But, you know, we have to also entrust um, all of that work, all of that fruit to the will of God and ask for the grace to be able to sustain and maintain and in our own fight. Right? And I think that's part of what we're talking about, right, Meeks, is to, okay, how, how can we do our part in, in moving forward? Yeah, it's, <clears throat> it's really about understanding, like knowing that Our Lady is one or that Jesus is one and, and being comfortable and finding peace within that. Because all of us, we try to educate ourselves as much as we can mm-hmm. and look at all this corruption. And we're finding out a lot of different things that we haven't before, exposing ourselves to new things. And we try to do that for you guys. And then it's like, we're up at night, like tweaking out because we don't know what to do with all this information. And it's like this idea of like, you have the inner peace of just continue to grow in virtue, continue to find your pathway to heaven, continue to try to try to be better every day, educate yourself, but don't make that your whole entire life is trying to figure out well, what was the mess question for like, and trying to do like, you know, all these kind of things. It's like they matter, but not in the, in the greatest scheme of things, they, not the little thing always matters and doesn't have to drive you towards insanity. Mm-hmm. And, and understanding that like have that inner peace that trust understand that you don't have to bow down to these people that are trying to make you kiss their shoes or do whatever the heck they're trying to do you, you that's not your your responsibility is to make sure that when it's just you and god he and he says what did you do you did all that you could you didn't say well at least i didn't i didn't hurt these people's feelings or you know i, well, I held back a million times or this boss fired me because i said this like it, all that's going to matter is like what did you do how did you bring truth Mm-hmm. And if you didn't do that, then that's on you. It doesn't matter if a boss could have fired you. It doesn't matter if you lost followers. Th- those things don't matter. And so I think for me, as I'm growing into and just, you know, going on my journey, I'm 20 years, I just turned 20 years old. So as I'm figuring out my journey, I'm kind of understanding like, why is it that sometimes I can be, you know, kind of scared or, or hesitant to post something that, that may be controversial? Who, who, who cares? If I know it's truth, Mm-hmm. and understand that it's, it's coming from a place where i'm just trying to show people a different side or whatever it is then why do i have to be scared of it because these people because the people of chaz are going to get mad at me these people who are literally like killing themselves basically like are rotting on the inside i have to be scared of those people mm-hmm. i mean we already talked about last week Th- this group it doesn't end like these people don't end when when um what was it lenin when lenin wasn't enough you know stalin still wanted to kill him it's like you know trotsky wasn't enough they killed him it's mm-hmm. like these this this movement it doesn't end ever and so for us to try to cater towards it it's it's never going to bring us peace it's never going to bring us justice it's only going to further their whatever the heck they're trying to do and i think for us it's trying to understand like let's just find truth and stick with it and understand and have peace that we're doing the right thing and not have to worry about who's going to attack us or who's going to do this and that at the end of the day it won't matter and so you know we look at the tim gordons who literally got fired by a, a, a bishop really i mean a catholic mm-hmm. church, the catholic church fired him basically is what he's doing mm-hmm. and and he, like you know he has a daughter that needs a lot of help and a lot just of, had brain surgery she needs a lot of attention and especially medical attention and just that trust that you know what god's gonna provide and i'm gonna have to go somewhere so now he's going from bakersfield to mississippi and i i don't know about you guys but i go to school in ohio i definitely don't want to go to mississippi to live <laughs> and and just that that sort of trust. not not that everyone's gonna be able to do that but mm-hmm. You know there there is there's a lot of opportunity for us to be to be martyrs in a certain way in a different way and um i think we should really just stick to that and 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 own those own those opportunities that like 
So what if this company doesn't? Well, let's go to a different one. Oh, well, how about we start one? That's what capitalism is about. Or we talked about Kanye West and the revival. How about we start doing our thing? Let's take our matters in our own hands. The the left and these crazies all they own the media, they own Hollywood. So why don't we start our own things then? Mm-hmm. Like you know, and just having some fight within us. I think that's the point right. of this episode. It's like let's just start fighting back. Why do we have to sit and bow down to these people? They have no clue what they're doing. Mm-hmm. One minute it's this, next minute it's this. They don't know. You know, it's a new name for this gender. It's new for the. I mean, these guys don't know what they're doing. It's always something, and it will never end. Mm-hmm. so we just got to keep fighting yeah and something that came to mind when you're talking about um the the gospel and what jesus has been saying it was i think it was last week it was one of the gospels mm-hmm. and i don't know if you're thinking about it too mm-hmm. you can you can go into uh, father ratzinger after mm-hmm. but the idea that i think a lot of whether it be lay people catholic influencers priests i mean i'm hoping you know that they have these good intentions right they want to bring unity they want to you know fight the good fight and bring truth but at the end of the day jesus says when you bring up look lord i did all this i did all this and jesus still says i didn't know you because you're not doing it for him you're doing it for your own self-pride i felt good look i'm virtuous i'm bringing healing i i care about humanity do you though or is it about making yourself feel better and and are you are you putting truth under the rug in the name of unity or in the name of some false virtue signaling? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what I want, you know, for us to like, that's a wake up call. Like, this is why you stick to the truth because at the end of the day, whether you were known as the, you know, the peacemaker, Jesus says, like, did I know you? Mm-hmm. Right? And it's not that you're doing all the work that you think this society wants you to do or what you think is going to get you more followers. You're doing the work that Jesus called you to do. Mm-hmm. and that's that's the only thing that really matters because you're going to face jesus at the end mm-hmm. you're not going to face the leaders of black lives matter and they're going to say how much did you support them mm-hmm. it's jesus um and so just kind of making that a a call out to all catholics and, and christians in this movement like whether you think you're doing good and you're kind of like oh we don't need to talk about that truth right now it's too hard jesus says i didn't know you regardless of the work you did mm-hmm yeah i think i it did come to mind matthew seven twenty one. not everyone who calls me lord lord will enter the kingdom of heaven and and, and again people are like what do you mean lord what do you mean I, I was prophesying in your name i was healing in your name so on and so forth And it's like yeah i don't depart from you evil doer i do not know you and i think we all need to all of us right us included we need to check ourselves we need to check our intentions right we want we you know i know in my daily prayer pray for purified intentions always because it's difficult right we become we're fallen creatures. And so it's really easy to get prideful, mm-hmm. right? It's really easy. I mean, I'm having, you know, um, I don't get involved too much into it, but there's a couple of, you know, online little uh, debates I'm having with Catholic influencers, right? Like, why are you, what's going on with this statement? Like, what, what is your whole point of that, right? You have a huge platform and quite honestly, you're misleading a lot of people, right? You're using a, a, a logical fallacy, you're 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 and and it's a quite an in, ignorant statement and then everyone's like oh yeah yeah that's the greatest thing oh yeah i'm gonna retweet or wait, whatever it is and i'm thinking do you understand how big the millstone is that you that's around your neck at this point you know so for our our, our, our clergy for our lay people for i mean even us right we have a platform that we're speaking on um at the end as you said miko is like it ain't gonna be i'm on i'm not the judge at the end of your life so you don't really got to worry about what keone miko and john have to say but you do have to worry about jesus what jesus has to say and if you think about matthew 7 and you think about do i want to hear those words i don't know you depart from you evildoer i don't 
So when you stand in truth, why does it, why does what you think about it matters? We even mentioned it in the last episode, right? We said, you know, so many people just cannot handle truth, right? We've become so, we've been super soft about things. We go along to get along. And I think you never separate truth from love. So people will say, John, you're not being charitable. I'm like, I spoke truth. Now, if you're arguing with the delivery, then you probably have more of an issue with the message than you do with the delivery. Because to me, somebody may come at me hard, but if what they're saying is true, it should make me think. Truth will cut like a sword right to the heart if you're open to it, if you're humble enough for it. Yeah, and that and thing that we talked about, Kelly mentioned it last week. I think it's John 15, is that he says when you know, basically, if the world hated you, it hated me first. Mm -hmm. And if it if it um, if it loves you, basically, you are of it. You are of the world mm -hmm. if it, if it loves you, and you are basically not with me. You're not with us, is what he's saying. And um, to me, that's so fascinating because I was just having, we were just having a talk the other day, and I was saying. You, you don't really like we've been so privileged in America we have no sense of like Christian persecution but it happens a lot more than we realize and in like huge numbers mm -hmm. that we should be thankful every day that we live in this country but I was thinking about like here it's not it's not like we get persecuted for saying the gospel like if I say Jesus is Lord most of the people that I know are like yeah cool or they just ignore it like I don't really agree but it doesn't really matter like we're all chilling mm -hmm. like no one that's not the hard thing and so like when you bring up these points of like when Jesus says, you know, all, all, not all those who say, Lord, uh, call me Lord, Lord will enter the gates. And all this idea that like, I think people think like, this is, this is what he was saying. When those who don't love me, like I'm, I'm really uh, preaching his word, but like, that's not, the world still loves you though. So then are you really preaching? Cause he's saying they're not going to like you. He's saying they're going to hate you and they mm -hmm. hated me first. And it, and it was because he said the harsh realities and are you saying the harsh realities? Is it really that harsh to say like, I think that there's a God. Like, I don't think it is. I don't think that's hard to say that we should go to heaven. We should act virtuous. Those aren't things that are like bringing people to like, like what the, what did he just say right now? <laughs> like we should love one another. I'm pissed. Like no one thinks that. And so I think we got to like a lot of Christian and Catholic influence got to realize like, are we saying what needs to be said really though? Like not understanding that we have all these Rousseauian Hobbesian terms that have been made up by these guys that didn't want to put God into our society, that made up all these terms that we're using now, and people continue to make up terms that don't have any meaning. Mm -hmm. And then we're using the same things without understanding it. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, we got to understand, that's not the hard, the hard stuff isn't to say that we believe Jesus is Lord. A lot of people agree with us. The hard stuff is saying like, what you're saying is false. What you're saying is fabricated. What you're saying was made up by a philosopher in 1600s that did not like your God. He didn't want nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. That's the hard part is saying, what we're saying right now, what we're following, this agenda that we're following, or this Marxist group, they're not with your side. That's what's hard to say because people are gonna attack you all day long. Mm -hmm. And that's what he said, gear up. That's what they're gonna do. Mm -hmm. He's not, I mean like, you know, and it's like, me and Kevin were saying like we see a lot of we see a lot of Catholics and it's almost like uh, just Protestants who believe in the real presence. It's just these people that like just want to play super super soft and lovey and, and we just want to unite with people, but then we also believe in the real presence, so that makes us like Catholics in some way. Mm. But it's like not really though, because like it, these people are all attacked. Socrates is attacked. Jesus is attacked for things that are hard to say. So if you're just saying things that are easy and are taken really well within society, to me it doesn't seem like you're actually following the call it's to me there's something deeper than that and truth doesn't just come from john or luke or matt like truth is is universal and it comes in so many different ways and we tend to miss that because we're getting followed into these these traps of uh, hundreds of years of philosophy that wanted to take god out and so it's on us and it's our duty we can say all day long that like you know what we're 
I was misled. I wasn't brought up, but like you're still held responsible at the end of the day. So like truly educate yourself, truly try to find the truth. Ask yourself, where did this come from? Like this term that I'm using, whatever it is, where did that actually come from? Who has the intention? You know what I mean? Just really breaking mm-hmm. things down. Cause at the end of the day, we're responsible for what we're saying, what we believe. And it's not going to matter who brought it to you. What did you do with it? That's what God's going to ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As we, you know, you might think about scripture. I think about Isaiah five where, you know, the prophet says, woe to you who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness. I mean, think about the world we live in today, right? Where the words that we're using, you know, think about the, the, the pro-life movement, right? That murdering babies every year is now called pro-choice. So we put these little, you know, euphemisms to make it nice that it's somehow pro-choice. It's funny how it's not pro-choice for me to wear a mask or not, right? It's my body, my choice, but I, I don't get to make that choice. Somebody gets to make it for me. But when it comes down to, you know, a woman's right to, 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 to go and have an abortion, that's a whole different thing. That's somehow a reproductive right when there's <laughs> nothing reproducing yeah. about killing it. Yeah. Yeah, it's terminating a life. And so that's the problem is most Catholics won't talk about it, right? Most, because that's a little tough one, man, because I know a lot of people and it's just like, well, what is actually true charity? It's actually leading somebody towards truth. I mean, that's what you think about the the whole idea of actual debate, not argument in the sake of today, right? Like we just beat you into submission, but the actual, what's a goal of an argument to find truth, and the truth is, like I was having this discussion online where people are saying, look, when you use this whole seamless garment theory, you're, you're basically trying to level set all life issues, right, alleged life issues, and put them on the same plane. I'm thinking, if I think about the biggest evil we have today, it's probably that we murder our own children, right? And every time an abortion occurs, life ends. Every time. Racism? Absolute evil. But does it always end in, a, in an innocent life being taken? Nope. Immigration? Doesn't always end in a life taken? Nope. Access to affordable health care? We all agree that's important, right? Is it, does it always, every single time, end in a life taken? Nope. So when people are trying to debate, like these Catholic influencers that are out there throwing it, trying to say, like, these are all, you don't get to just choose one. And I know you know who I'm talking about out there. Um, come on. What you're doing is you're, you're making a statement, you're virtue signaling, you're trying to put this and you're like, actually, the most, you know, greatest evil we have in our world today outside of the attack on marriage is the fact that we murder our own children. That's a big deal to the tune of almost a million a year. And so why, do you, why is it a surprise for us that we're killing each other in the streets? And that we're, you don't agree with me, therefore, I don't even respect life. I'm going to take yours because now we, we can't even disagree. We can't even, you know, we talked, we talked, we've been talking about this, right? The fact that, you know, for, for the listeners and the viewers out there, you know, as, as Catholics, we believe in the dignity of the human person. So that's, we, I've said it before, that my faith allows me to love you even when I don't like you, even when I don't agree with you. Right? It allows me to say, you know what, you're a child of God before you're the person in front of me, so I need to respect that because I'll have to answer for that at the end of my life, which could be tomorrow. Right? You never know. And this, you know, as people start to, to freak out right now in this time, like, you know, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die, right, was a song. It's like, so for me, it's like, well, is, is the world ending, Keone? It's like, I don't know. Are you ready for it, though? Because I don't get to make that decision. So my point would be is, you know what? If the world is ending, where are you going to go when it does? Because that's what I'm worried about. That's what we're trying to live it out in our houses. You know, 
trying to figure out a way to navigate through this craziness that we're dealing with in our world, but in a way that creates virtue, cultivates virtue, and leads us to holiness and ultimately to the point that we get to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, what is it matter? What's your life matter? You ain't taking your 401k. You don't get to take a U-Haul to heaven. You know, so it's just like we got to, you know, we got to start thinking along those lines instead of getting this whole politi- this PC mentality where we're trying to separate truth from charity. You don't. You, that's not real truth then. And it's not real love. The minute that you kind of separate the two. So we want to talk about I was going to read that quote that we can yep. go right into. So Pope Emeritus Benedict, right? The, the previous Pope before Pope Francis, who is now retired, he's Emeritus, um, at, when he was just a father in an interview, German radio, 1969. Okay, just do the math. 1969, talking about the, the future state of the church. So I'm just going to read a little couple snippets here. He said, um, and he, was, he started off this kind of uh, disclaimer when he was quoting St. Augustine. He said, man is an abyss. What will rise out of these depths, no one can see in advance. And it was, he was basically, you know, you're not going to know what's going to come of the church, but so just relax a little bit, but, but let me give it my best shot. So he says, the future of the church can and will issue from those whose roots, whose roots are deep and who live from the pure fullness of their faith. Right now we've been talking about it, right? There's a lot of Catholics drinking the Kool-Aid and a lot of them misleading a lot of people. And quite honestly, with this whole, um, pandemic and online masses we're seeing less people attend math you know you hear all this stuff about people joining online masses or whatever that's not really mass just so you guys know it's the reason why they give you a dispensation but anyways the future of the church will issue from those who have deep roots of faith who have pure fullness of faith he goes on to say the future of the church once again as always will be reshaped by saints by men that is whose minds probe deeper than the slogans of today, go figure, who see more than others see because their lives embrace a wider reality. Unselfishness, which makes men free, is attained only through the patience of small daily acts of self-denial. So he kind of spoke to that, right? That the daily acts of self-denial allow us to be truly free and liberated. He says, let us go a step farther. From the crisis of today, the church of tomorrow will emerge. A church that has lost much, she will become small and will have to start afresh more or less from the beginning. She will no longer be able to inhabit many of the edifices she built in prosperity. As the number of her adherents diminishes, so it will lose many of her social privileges. Sound like anything that we can think of today? Barely can go to mass, barely get be able to worship unless it's 25% or 100 of us. He says the church will be a more spiritual church, not presuming upon a political mandate, keeping God at the center. And so it seems certain to me, this is again, Father Joseph Ratzinger, Pope Emeritus as a, as a priest before he was Pope. He says, it seems certain to me that the church is facing very hard times. The real crisis has scarcely begun. We will have to count on terrific upheavals, but I'm equally certain about what will remain at the end, not the church of the political cult which is dead already, but the church of faith. 1969. <laughs> yeah, that's just too many bars for me to fathom. <laughs> it's a mic know. drop. It's, I mean, this is kind of what we're saying, I guess. Um, one, that Pope Benedict's the goat and resigned too early <laughs> um, on this point of today's episode. <laughs> and um, the other one is that, like, we just got, 
this is what we got to take our peace within. This is the stuff that we should be reading and saying, you know what? We're doing right. We don't got to worry about if we lose followers. I don't got to worry about if people hate on me or call me whatever name they want to call me or all that kind of stuff. Like we just got to keep being us. If, you know, it, if sometimes it's going to take you getting fired or whatever that is. And, you know, those people will for sure be on our prayers and those people who fight for truth and stuff like that. But I think moving forward as we kind of, um, you know, what we supposed to take away from this, you know, how do we fight these things? It just by just continuing to stand in truth. Um, you're going to have to say things that are uncomfortable for other people, but so what? So what if you lose followers? So what if people call you <coughs> mean names? I mean, you know what I mean? Like grow some thick skin for people, real. People call, you know, Ben Shapiro a Nazi. Yeah. come on dude seriously a, a devout practicing jew is a nazi so i think it's just time that we got to step up and and um have those conversations with people have those dialogues um just start just um having the trust in god understanding that we're doing right and we just got to keep moving forward we don't got to bow down to anybody let's start our own things let's keep fighting let's be strong um and don't apologize for anything that they want you to apologize because it's nonsense. Mm -hmm. So just keep following goats like Pope Benedict 16. Keep following people like Fulton Sheen. Keep educating yourself. Don't let these people brainwash you. And um, yeah, fight the good fight. I mean, even with us, right? Don't, don't take our, our word for it, right? Go and do your research, right? We've been saying that too. Be a free thinker. Don't let somebody control your mind. Don't be somebody's puppet. Right. I mean, yeah. under, the, the thing is, is you fact check things. We're going to say stuff that we may be in error. We may be misquoting something here and there. We're not saying that we're the end all be all. All we're saying is think exactly. for yourself. Yeah. This uh, PBK is more. It's not about agree with us. It's like, dude, there's other perspectives. The media wants to give you one perspective. There's mm -hmm. people who can actually think for themselves. And you may not agree with everything that we're saying, but we're just saying question things around you. Mm -hmm. And let's have a conversation. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all we're saying. Mm -hmm. One thing I want to touch on is that that quote was the perfect, I think, segue into us today and in the church, the state of the church and how we can fight back. And some things that came to mind is that, you know, we talked last week, you know, the final battle, sp uh, spiritual warfare. We're thinking of a fight. And how do you make yourself, um, how do you prepare yourself if it was a, a physical battle or a physical war? Mm -hmm. You become physically fit and we need to become more spiritually fit. Mm -hmm. And he talks about self-denial he talked about being unselfish. It's all growing in virtue, fasting every day. Like I said in the beginning of the episode, there's power in suffering. And you can, you can redeem souls of your brothers and sisters, either on earth or in the church suffering in purgatory, by your, by your suffering. So fast. Offer it up for the, the priest, the clergy, the, the faithful, those that you don't like. Fast for them. Pray for them being unselfish, growing in virtue. And then the last thing, um, just we talked about, we touched on in the beginning, the idea that Mary already crushed the head of Satan. And what better way to fight that fight with her than pray the rosary? We should be praying the rosary every day because of that, but also because Mary has said it in pretty much every apparition that she's spoken of and, and appeared in our, in our history of mankind. Mm -hmm. It's constant. Pray the rosary. So that's just a reminder that the battle is already won, but we're still in these fights. And, and God is waiting to see who's with him and who's, who's not. And so we need to stay, stay spiritually fit for this battle mm -hmm. so that the Lord will say, you know, I did know you. Welcome home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I would just say, um, uh, you know, a couple of things is, you know, watch your intake of information. Right. If you're if you're doing more gossiping than you're reading the Gospels, if you're if you're counting on the media 
um, rather than meditating on the Lord's life, you got problems. You know what I mean? It's in, and we've all even suffered within our own home. We've had to check ourselves and say, look, we got to disconnect because um, there's just so much going on. And when you're passionate about something, when you're passionate about truth, when you're passionate about your faith, when you're passionate about injustice and you want to fight it, yeah, I can, I get it, right? You want to be stay connected. But man, if it starts to steal your peace, then it's not from God. It is absolutely not from God. And I think that's why we have to kind of look, and for the people out there, like look around you. And when we see the dichotomy, we, you know, we, we said it the last episode, you can judge a tree by its fruit. So if, if the very... Uh, the very movement or whatever it is, the, you know, the, whatever, you know, was the inspiration behind something, if it gets lost in all of that chaos and mess, then is it really doing what it was intended to do? Or has it been manipulated, has it been twisted, or did, was it just a wrong approach? And I think, you know, that's the other part of it is in order for you to maintain your peace, you got to control what you're consuming. And so you need to be praying more and fasting and praying the rosary. You need to be reading the Gospels. I mean, you know, I think about the, the, during this time, as far as timely, like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, right? And if you watch the Passion of Christ, and y'all, if you haven't, you should, right? Because it'll show you what the Lord, what God did to atone for our sins. And when the devil is in the ear, you know, the Satan in, in the movies is just kind of slithering over, and he's, and he's, he's, He's trying to cause doubt in our Lord's mind. And he says, do you really think one man can take on the sins of the whole world? And Jesus never acknowledges Satan at all. He keeps praying to the father, except when he stood up and crushed the head of the, of the, the snake that was, in, that was in the garden. And so that's for us. We have to stay fixated on Christ and on God. You know, Lord, if this if, if you will it, let this cup pass me, but not my will, your will be done. And I think that's for all of us. We have to stay prayerful. We have to ask God, what is my role in this issue today? If I'm called the sanctity, which we all are, we were born in this age for a reason. What is my role in this? And I think that's our prayer for everybody out there, in our, including ourselves, right, is what is it in our time, in our role, in our vocation, in my life, in our lives that God is asking of us right now? to be that beacon of light, to be that truth. And so I just want to end on, you know, like the, the final quote, because I think Mika was emphasizing it, Keone was emphasizing it, but this idea of standing in truth, no matter what. And St. Augustine says, the truth is like a lion. You don't have to defend it. You just have to let it loose and it'll defend itself. So in the end, let the lion loose. Truth whether everybody thinks it's true or not, if it's true, it's true, right? And so just let it out, stand for it. Um, in the end, you may lose a lot, but that's the life of a Christian and a disciple. So we just, uh, you know, continue to pray for you all. And before we go, weeks, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. So thank you all for joining us on this episode. We appreciate all your feedback. We appreciate your viewership. We just reached 2,000 subscribers on uh, World of Blaze YouTube channel. So keep following, liking, commenting, share with your friends, and let us know how we can help you. Um, we'll be praying for you. Stay truthful, stay faithful, finish the race, and keep the faith. May God bless you. And until next time, get holy or die trying.